Welcome to BizVal, where we make business valuations simple. In our world, it's a party in the front and business at the back. With a set of straightforward questions for you to answer, our clever algorithm runs the numbers and dishes out an approximate valuation of your business. We don't claim that every valuation is a perfect answer, but in practice, valuations are both an art and a science anyway. And we know that because our team has years of experience in investment banking and valuations. What we do know is that we are making professional valuation methodologies accessible for entrepreneurs at an absolute fraction of the cost of hiring professional services firms. Our 80-20 approach means that an 80% accurate valuation can be achieved with 20% of all the potential inputs, making this a powerful tool for entrepreneurs and for accounting firms looking to service their clients with something a little bit different and perhaps a little bit more interesting than just the annual financial statements. The Bitval podcast is our way of introducing ourselves to you and explaining why we are doing this. We will also be discussing some of the intricacies of the model, which manages to be simple yet advanced at the same time. We also hope to bring you plenty of practical insights to help you create value in your business. From me, the finance ghost, welcome to Bizval. Welcome to the first episode of the Bizval podcast. My name is the finance ghost and uh, you may have heard some of my other work on podcasts like Magic Markets, but today is something very different. I'm sitting here with my business partners in this really exciting new venture we've launched called Bizval, and that is Howard Blake and Graham Stephen. And what we thought we would do is use this exciting medium of podcasting to actually introduce ourselves to you as a potential user of our platform, with a couple more episodes to come dealing with the more technical elements around the valuations, and especially how you can create value in your business, because ultimately that's why all of us are here. That's the important point. That's what we want to do. So Graham, Howard, uh, Howard, you've done a lot of podcasts before, Graham. I think this is your first one, huh? It's my first one. So if you hear any nervous laughter or stumbling over words, that's probably me. There we go. Howard, you're an old hat at this. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll start with Graham because he's the newbie. So Graham, I think, you know, a couple of minutes for our, for our Bizval users. You know, what is your story, your background, your work with entrepreneurs? What brought you to this point? So Ghost, after having been born in Pretoria, I grew up in Port Elizabeth many years ago. And PE was one of those towns where you kind of had three career choices. You became an accountant, uh, a doctor, or a lawyer. You know, that was the extent of, of professional careers. So having done quite well at school, I received a bursary from Standard Bank. And after my studying was done, went up to Joburg and started working in banking. My career was going pretty well. And after a few years, I sat down with my boss and he said, listen, Graham, you're doing so well. You know, you've got an opportunity to be one of the youngest directors in the bank. You know, and I went home that evening and I told my wife and I was like, something just didn't gel with me. I was like, you know, is this what I want to do with my life? And I think that was when kind of the, the sort of... The seed sort of got sown for doing something more than just being a corporate animal. It probably took me another like 10 years before I kind of finally bit the bullet and went on my own. Um, from Standard Bank, I ended up going to another bank in, in Joburg. I uh, got tired of Joburg, moved down to Cape Town eight years ago, and got involved with a couple of startup businesses. Obviously not my own thing, but coming in as managing director of a startup um, and spent you know, the next five or six years in building somebody else's business. And eventually got to the point where, you know, I just realized, why am I doing this for everybody else? Um, and about two and a half years ago, I took sort of a leap of faith and started my own, let's call it advisory business. Um, and what that enabled me to do is to not just work on other people's things. Yes, I was advising other businesses, but it also gave me the time and the space to start thinking about how am I going to build something of value. And through that process, 
really just got to know people from a different level. You know, when you're engaging with somebody as a business founder or business owner, it's very different when you, as to engaging with somebody as an employee versus employer. That, that dynamic is completely different. Through that process, got to know Howard um, through a mutual connection of ours, who I'd actually met in a previous corporate life. And then when I went on my own, he said to me, hey, yes, and you, sh- you should chat to Howard. Um, and I'll let Howard tell his story. But um, Howard and I started chatting. And at first, it was just a bit of a, you know, once a week, we would chat about ideas. We would catch up over a Zoom call or a, or a whiskey. Uh, we, Howard was in Durban. I was in Cape Town, obviously. Zoom whiskey. Zoom Those are the whiskey. best kind. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of was the start of the journey in terms of working together with Howard. Over the last sort of two, three years, we got to know each other pretty well. And we've always been scratching around, looking for opportunities. And obviously, Bizval was something that emerged over the last sort of six months. Um, and we've been working on that since. So there's a half truth in there, Graham, because there's one other career option in PE, and that's to be a racing driver, which uh, you, certainly, you certainly took some steps along that road. Graham's brother is a very well-known multiple South African motorsport champion, and that's actually something that the three of us have in common, not motorsport championships. I don't have any of those, but that's how Graham and I met. It's from karting, and uh, Howard, you are also a bit of a motorsport fan, and maybe we can touch on that later, but perhaps before that, it's worth understanding a bit about what you've done. You've got a few years on us, so you know, you've got a bit more experience, so we'll give you a bit more time. Thanks, Ghost. I don't know if the few years is a great thing, but uh, it certainly gives you a lot of experience. Uh, it started out in my life as a lawyer and um, spent a short time in practice and decided not to go down the the heavy overdraft route with two hands and 18 hours a day to bill. And out of necessity, started the, the businesses that I'm currently involved in. So two young kids to feed, unemployed, uh, was, a, was a great motivator. Most people have a really romantic story about an idea that they hatched and then built a business around that. Mine definitely wasn't that. It was built out of necessity. And uh, landed up starting the call center business. And that was 33-odd years ago. And from the call center, everything sprouted. So we got really entrenched in data. We played with AI in 1990 when it was still called mathematics. And uh, we built things, algorithms, uh, behavioral predictors. And we continued with those prediction models and built various businesses around it. Landed up at the, at this point, I've stopped counting. I think it was 23 startups. Um, They're all still going. Never became Microsoft, but had a lot of fun along the way. And spent a fair amount of my my resources on motor racing. <laughs> so 23 startups and all of them are still going. They're all still going. So there's no pressure on Bizval here. We definitely don't want to be the, the 24th one or it's the 23rd no one. There is no option. Yeah, it, there we go. It will succeed and it's going to do really well. We're fitting into a really unique place in the market. And of all of the ones I've done, this is possibly the most exciting. I think it, it answers pain points. It, it addresses frustrations. And it helps people make really wise decisions and be able to get a little bit of guidance. And when I look back at my my journey, there was no real guidance. Everything was just, you know, you just worked hard and you did lots of things that you thought were right. And at the end of the day, you landed up in the place that you you thought was good. But, you know, if I'd had the benefit of a little bit of strategy and guidance, it might have been a bit of a different journey. And that's why Biswell for me is just so exciting. It's just taking, it's converging all those years of experience all our different talents that we have around this table, we're converging it and we're building a product that I think the, the world hasn't seen yet. And it's going to be a significant uh, value add to anybody that, uh, that has a business and, and wants to grow it. 
Yeah, and lots of experience, real world experience around building businesses so we understand what entrepreneurs go through and necessity, exactly, that's the point. I think hunger is a huge part of why businesses work. So Ghost, uh, tell us your story, where did it all happen? Yeah, so mine's very much a pandemic business. I mean, my background is I'm a chartered accountant. I did about six years, I think it was, of investment banking, lots of uh, commuting in the second half of that between Cape Town and Joburg, and I swore that that was going to come to an end. In fact, I think one morning on the N2 highway, someone had left a brick out. You know, it's a very dangerous road. And I think that morning I made the final call of this is crazy. I can't keep doing this every week. But obviously, and something you mentioned as well, Graham, I think is you get that seed planted, I'm going to do something different, but sometimes it takes... 10 years before you can do something different. There's that magnificent Porsche 911 ad of the kid who sees the Porsche outside in the road. Then he goes to the dealership and the ad ends off by saying, you know, for the truly afflicted, there's the decade or two in between seeing a 911 and actually putting one in your garage. And it's a lot like that with entrepreneurship. I think you start that dream and then eventually you figure out, okay, here's the opportunity to do it. So similar story, you know, did my years knowing I wanted to do something different at some point. And then the pandemic kind of presented that opportunity. I mean, I was working from home. I really enjoy writing. So that was something I always wanted to do. And I thought, well, people are are really keen for content. They want to learn more about the world of finance with what's going on with this pandemic. I think that's a skill set that people need. So I thought, well, you know, there's no time like the present. Let me start. And uh, the Finance Ghost was launched as a Facebook page with one post a day just summarizing what happened in the market that day, literally four or five paragraphs. At that point, I wasn't too worried about it being attached to me, so I would share it on my Facebook, and people started to really enjoy it. And I thought to myself, hmm, maybe there's something here. So mine is probably a product market fit story where it just happened by accident, genuinely. I mean, obviously, there's been some strategy along the way, but I'm, no one is more surprised than me at how quickly it's grown. And uh, yeah, these days I'm... I'm really lucky. I get to do what I love. I get to do a combination of, you know, writing about the markets, consulting on them, helping people learn about investing, hosting events that do that, the Magic Markets podcast, which is, you know, really focused on bringing institutional level investment insights to a retail market. And by retail, I just mean normal individual investors. And obviously this project, Biswell, which I'm super excited about because it takes all of my old investment banking expertise around valuations And we've managed to distill it into something that is usable by the average entrepreneur. And I think that's always been a a major force for me. I mean, a bit like Graham, I also, you know, got bursaries that really helped me get through. I think my whole life was built around avoiding exclusion for various reasons. I mean, Howard, you've also had your struggles. None of us were born with silver spoons. And I think that's what the driving passion is, to help people get that level of service and that level of insight at a price they can actually afford as opposed to an incredibly huge price that is charged by some of the, the consulting firms that you find in the market. Uh, in my experience, and we've been through so many valuations and the different businesses that I've been involved in, and that was the driving passion. I mean, the, the Tuesday afternoon, Graham and I had the discussion and came up with this idea, was uh, on the back of going through another valuation north of half a million uh, to get done and when you get back the 65 pages of which 40 are disclaimer and you get to the three valuation pages you can't understand how you've managed to pay for that and then some of the reference material in terms of comparator values are wrong and you have to question that and because you privately traded and they look at the publicly traded environment to try and get the earnings multiples and things right they are so off and it makes you question, and it's that questioning process. And then, you know, Graham and I explored it, and we got hold of you. It was really about 
giving value back to the market something that is so mystical and uh, full of mysteries and wonders and when you look at it it actually isn't exactly it's very simple and then just the excitement around being able to drive an algorithmically based solution back into the market that it's never going to be absolutely perfect but it's as we know in the testing it's as close to as damn it it's it's spot on and it gives people a feel for it. And I've never had that as an entrepreneur. I've never been able to without kicking open the door of one of the big four and paying a lot of money. I've never been able to understand what my business might be worth. And you're always reticent as an entrepreneur because you think to yourself, we, we all think our businesses are worth billions, right? Everyone's a billionaire spreadsheet <laughs> business person until you sit down and start crunching the numbers. And it's so nice that we're able to demystify this and, and take it in, in – easy to understand language to someone who might just be doing their startup and getting going to a person who might be a chartered accountant and wanting just to have the speed and, and, and convenience of being able to do evaluation with us. So I think it covers a broad spectrum. And to me, it's it's exciting because I've, I've been through that mill. I've, I've parted with lots of money to get very little out of it other than a number, which starts a discussion that lands up to a transaction. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's such a good point. So I'll never forget one of my clients when I was in investment banking. We'd do the whole model. You'd present it. And then he would say, look, that's great. But we pay six times earnings. I was like, but that's not what the model says. He's like, it's not what the model says yet. <laughs> you know, i.e., go and make the model say six times because that's what I'm going to offer. Now, that sounds ridiculous, but actually there's a lot of truth in how deals in the market are done in that statement. And this is the thing. You know, I've been there. I've done models that are complete rabbit holes generate hundreds of thousands of rands. You know, if you're listening to this overseas, that's many dollars um, in fees. And really, the answer was probably obtainable, as is so often the case, after 80% of the complexity was done, which is like 20% of the time, and it gets you an answer. And at the end of the day, a transaction is going to be based on what two parties shake hands on. And that's, yeah, the model helps for sure. And what we've tried to do here is give people a proper guideline for those kind of transactions i mean graham you've done a lot of like entrepreneurial advisory type stuff does that sound right to you in terms of what people actually face in the market when they're trying to raise money or thinking of investing in another business i think there's a few factors at play here. i think i think a lot of entrepreneurs you assume because they're entrepreneurs they have a sense on what it means to build something of value you know but a lot of entrepreneurs actually just think about how do i get past the next payroll how do i get to the end of the month and how do i bring in enough income to do that you know, I'll get back to your specific question now. And, and, and just to make it a bit more personal, my dad was one of those entrepreneurs. In fact, he wasn't an entrepreneur. He was a, you know, he was a middle-aged person who got retrenched in Port Elizabeth in the early 90s and as an artisan couldn't find another job that could support us as a family. So he started his own little artisanal kind of business. But really, it was a, he, he was self-employed as opposed to building a business. Kind of what I realized growing up in that environment is he never really understood the power of creating an asset of value, to use sort of a cliched term. And as I started working with a lot of entrepreneurs, I started to find the same thing is, you know, they're so focused on cash flow and keeping the lights on that they never really took the time to kind of stand back and say, actually, what am I building here? You know, what am I building that I can actually sell? Um, and to take that a step further, like if I wasn't here, what is this thing actually worth? So it was sort of the confluence of a bunch of those things. Yeah, and I found probably 50, 60% of the entrepreneurs that I'm working with didn't actually have that sense of what is my business worth? You know, I think that was kind of my driving 
factor or one of the motivating forces between building something like this is saying, actually, you know, it's not that hard. So the, the secret that the, that, the, that the wealthy and those that are able to achieve and build wealth is they understand that concept. They understand that you know, to build value is different from working hard or, or you know, putting food on the table at the end of the month. You know, so I found that in terms of a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of them, they, they start, somebody comes and says, hey, I want to buy your coffee shop. Um, they've got no idea where to turn to. So you know, somebody offers them a million rand for their coffee shop. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it not? And it's really hard for somebody to go down that route. They go to a professional firm, and there's honestly, there really is a place for a professional firm. For that kind of business, though, you simply can't afford to go to a professional firm. So to your point... We thought there's got to be an easier way to kind of make this sort of thing accessible to entrepreneurs. You know, as Howard mentioned earlier, we tried doing this manually a few times. You know, we worked with a bunch of entrepreneurs. I would do the valuation myself, and I realized after doing sort of 10 or 15 or 20 of these that actually there's a secret source, and a lot of that sat in our heads. But like you were saying earlier, Ghost, you know, 80% of the, the outcome was in the initial 20% of the work, asking the right questions, capturing the right answers and giving an answer which is close enough. And yeah, entrepreneurs, a lot of them don't know that. So this was about creating a, a starting point for discussions and understanding the worth of your business, either for just, hey, I'm curious to know what my business is worth, or to say, hey, somebody's trying to buy me or I want to sell my business. You know, what is the starting point for discussions? And you know, in the real world, the person with the money in, in the world of buying and selling of businesses is the one who calls the odds. And we wanted to you know, fill that gap where the entrepreneur perhaps can even the odds a little bit. You know, They can understand, one, what their business is worth, and even if they don't want to sell, they can understand what are they working towards or how they're building something that's more enduring than next month's paycheck. Yeah, building assets of value. And I think it's worth reiterating, You know, if you need a valuation for SARS or your local revenue service, depending where you are in the world, or for your exchange control authorities, this is not that. You know, those valuations are exactly where the professional services firms play a big role. They are licensed, they give advice, they will do the detailed work and they'll tell you at the end what the story is. You'll still get the 20 pages of disclaimers, but that's a different product. You know, what this is, is a really affordable way to get an indication of what your business might be worth based on the same techniques that are going to be used by that professional services firm. Ultimately, they will have full sight of every little intricate part of the business but it's a cost benefit point, you know, for the coffee shop that's worth a million rand, going and paying 300,000 rand for evaluation means that no matter how great the answer is, you just can't do it. So that's where we've pitched this in. And I think that's what I'm most proud of is we've actually unlocked that skill set, but for people who certainly can't afford it otherwise. Absolutely. And, and maybe just to use a bit of an analogy there, I mean, if you think of your own health, you know, I think Discovery has been really good at introducing sort of your Discovery vitality assessments where you go and you essentially have a blood pressure check, a cholesterol check with a pin prick and a couple of little tests and it takes you 10 minutes and they give you this notion of a Discovery age. And you kind of know whether you are, you know, on the road to a heart attack at 40 or, you know, whether you're doing the right things. I mean, the alternative would be to go and have a full physical with a physician, which is going to cost you, you know, two and a half thousand rand upwards. So I think we're trying to do a similar thing in the world of business, um, you know, as, as, as what Discovery's done in that sort of health check space. Yeah, it's a great analogy. Howard, any closing thoughts from you on, on this particular episode? Yeah, I just think we, we completely underestimate at times the amount of relief we'll bring to a market that is shrouded in mysticism, where services are just out of the reach of, of a person who's working day and night to build their business. Entrepreneurs work really hard. 
longer hours. And I think the point Graham made was that is that this allows us to take that myopic type focus and widen it a little bit and add strategy to it. So how do you build a better business? How do you add your value? What strategy do I need to adopt that addresses the drivers that are going to build the value? So it's really exciting. I think it's a great product. And it's going to be very exciting to see how it evolves in their market. Yeah, I'm certainly excited. In the next episode of this podcast, we will deal with exactly those thoughts around how to actually create value. Thank you for listening. You're probably here because you're checking out the BizVal website or you're interested in evaluation. Reach out, contact us with any questions. Otherwise, try out the tool, see what it can do for you and give us feedback. I think that's important. We're building a business here just as much as you are and uh, we're excited to see what this tool can do for you and we're certainly excited to hear back You know, if it gives you a number that is in the range you were thinking or if it gives you a number that's very different and it'll be interesting to see why. So thank you for joining us on this. Listen to the rest of the BizVal podcasts and good luck with your business.